Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Well, all week long leading into Sunday's game, we heard Joe Burrow and the Bengals say that they don't feel like underdogs, even though Vegas had the Bengals as a six-point underdog entering Sunday, and they showed exactly how and why they are not underdogs. They are heading back to the AFC Championship game in Kansas City after handling the Bills 27-10. to The term complimentary football is cliche, but there's no better way to describe the Bengals' performance than that among many other big plays on both sides that are sending them to the AFC Championship in back-to-back seasons for the first time ever in franchise history. Welcome into another postseason, post-game edition of the Strictly Stripes podcast. Muhammad Ahmad, Andrew Gillis, and Mike Nizek with you from Highmark Stadium in Orchard Park, New York. And guys, I think, you know, one of the big things we talked about was where is the Bengals' killer instinct? Where did it go? You know, with the way they played against Tampa Bay, the way they played against New England, kind of the weird second half they had against Baltimore, um, both in Week 18 and the playoffs, made you kind of question that. There was no lack of killer instinct today from Joe Burrow. Nine for nine to open the game. First two drives, two touchdowns, two wide open tutties to Jamar Chase and Hayden Hurst. And from there, the Bengals were just cruising to the win. And I mean, to hold Josh Allen and the Bills to 10 points or fewer, you just got to, I think you can just start there and expand on that. I mean, talk about complimentary football. That was complimentary football. Yeah, I mean, this was probably the best game, I think, you know, when you consider the opponent and consider the environment. I mean, like, we we saw it walking in, like, this place was really loud. Um, Place was packed. It was snowing. It's a divisional game. Like, Bills fans know it's the last home game of the year for them. Like, this was a really, really raucous environment. This was not an easy place to play. And, like, you know, I have the statistics right in front of me. And I think they're kinder to the Bills than kind of what, what actually happened because the Bengals kind of whipped their ass. Like, it was 14 <laughs> nothing within, I don't know, you know, how many minutes was that? You know, Eight, really, you know, 12, uh, 12 minutes into the yeah, game. Yeah, they, they go right down the field. They score in 320. They get uh, a quick stop. They get the ball back. Then they go on a 10-play, 72-yard drive. And it's 14 nothing. And then, you know, I remember we were kind of talking in the press box with some other, okay, here come the Bills. Okay, now they're going to counterpunch. Okay, here comes their counterpunch. Like, you know, they cut it to 14-7. Bengals made it a two-score game again. Bills come out of the half. They make it 17-10. Bengals go back and they make it a two-score game again. Like, the Bengals really didn't let the Bills up off the mat. Um, You know, I mean, you can look, like I said, you can look at the stats. Like, Josh Allen threw for more yards than Joe Burrow did. Uh, you know, you can look at kind of the total yardage and say, like, okay, well, this isn't terrible. You know, the interception that Josh Allen threw it was garbage time. It didn't really matter. Like, the, but the statistics really, I don't think, did a good job of kind of displaying how well the Bengals played today. Oh, absolutely. Uh, they were re- they were just outstanding in really every asset of the or every facet, excuse me, of the game. And I mean, it's hard not to be incredibly impressed with how well they played today. Yeah, and I didn't think Burrow put the game away. I thought Joe Mixon did uh, in terms of uh, running uh, late, which was something they've lacked kind of in the last 
Uh, three games they've gone up early. They just haven't been able to run the ball. He had 105 yards, uh, 5.3 yards per carry, and looked um, you know, very strong. I think that was part of their success uh, throughout the game. One thing that you guys didn't have mentioned yet, but I- I'm surprised, and I thought Buffalo let them off the hook a little bit in, in terms of like this game was going a very specific direction that Cincinnati looked like they were kind of in control. Buffalo punts at the end of the half from their 41-yard line. I will defend that punt. I think that that was a smart but punt. This is but I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're right? saying, So yeah. fourth and ten at the 41 with less than a minute to go in the half. Yep. Uh, settles for a field goal, fourth and seven at the seven-yard line to start the third quarter. Yep. That drive nearly lasted uh, eight minutes. Yeah. Um, and so it took, a, you know, there was really only two drives in that third quarter, sort of limited the amount of time they had to come back. And then again... So then uh, Cincinnati goes up 24-10. At the end of the quarter, they have it at the 20-yard line. And I know that's not a good field position, but it felt like the game was there. Yeah. Fourth and two. So obviously a very makeable situation. The analytics, I think, said in that situation they should have gone for it. Uh, really? And at the end of the hmm. first half, uh, they should have gone for it. I'm not sure what the 1-4-7. But it felt like the Bengals were in control basically from the, the get-go. Yeah. They were the aggressor the entire game. And playing with a two-possession lead, it just felt like this game – was out of reach for Buffalo, and then they were conservative at times where it really felt like they needed yeah. – I mean, I know the uh, they weren't good situations for them, sure. but it felt like they handed the Bengals sort of like, we're just not – we don't have yeah. this. Yeah, yeah the, the questions yeah. that I had about the Bills was kind of like you said, I think they were conservative when they needed to be aggressive and aggressive much, when they needed yeah. to be conservative. Like, at the end of the game, they were down 17, and they went forward on fourth down. I would have kept the field goal there because you needed a field goal. You needed three scores at some point. Exactly. Might as well try and make that uh, a two like, the right there. Did yeah, Kansas City, I, same I, thing. I didn't understand kind of their game management, but I don't really think it would have mattered when you have Burrow playing like he did. Um, and also, we we definitely need to uh, praise the offensive line, absolutely, right? As, as, as early that. as we can. Um, you know, you're talking about Jackson Carmen making his his first start at left tackle. Uh, obviously, it's kind of ju- or difficult to judge how you know how good an offensive lineman plays in an individual setting. Um, you know, with, just on first watch, but I mean. Jackson Carmen kind of felt like he hold he held his own. Absolutely. There was a play that they ran near the goal line on a toss play, and he just absolutely exploded Tremaine Edmonds into the um, side. Great, line. yeah, great block. Yeah. Uh, Max Sharping, second start at right guard. Uh, Hakeem Adeniji, third or fourth, whatever this was, start at right tackle. Like and Ted Karras playing First with a start. bum with a bum right knee um, that the CBS broadcast had. So. You're, you're talking about an offensive line that was either injured or starting guys who typically are not starters, and you allow one sack and you run the ball for 5.1 yards a carry, and your starting running back averages 5.3 yards a carry. Absolutely. That's a damn good day. And I don't like it, it, it really is crazy to kind of think about what I mean, Muhammad, what did you say during the week? Like, we, we were all kind of talking about the over under of sacks and yeah. like where you take the over. I think we said three and a half or two. We, and a, we said like, three to three, three and a half. Yeah, like, it, like we were, and we were like, I'd probably lean over on that. I mean, the offensive How line did a we really, really good job. Shame um, on us. And, I mean, look Shame what happens when, when that happens. I mean, Joe Burrow had a couple really – I mean, the throw to Jamar was ridiculous. The first um, touchdown it, or the one yeah. that wasn't a touchdown? Well, the one that wasn't a touchdown. That really should have yeah. been a touchdown. Um, but I, I don't know. Uh, there's it a debate there, but it was an amazing throw. He absolutely. had another throw over the middle to Hayden Hurst where he, like, threw it over a linebacker in between a closing linebacker and a safety. Like, like what it, a it, it, Burrow what a really window. was excellent today. When you give him time – I, I mean, hell, like I, I don't know how many quarterbacks in the league, um, you can keep pro- one or two that you know are, are as dangerous as Burrow when he's got time to to operate. And I mean, that's the thing is like, 
I mean, again, shame on us for just thinking, oh, it's going to be a three, four, five sack day for Joe Burrow. The one sack that was given up, it was just Jackson Carmen. It felt coverage sack. Yeah, it was yeah. a coverage sack. Jackson Carmen just got, uh, he got missed from, uh, I believe it was Matt Milano. Milano kind of came around and stunned him a little bit on a stunt. But other than that, and, you know, maybe one holding call that Carmen had, which, granted, again, first start at left tackle, there's going to be some rust. So that's not even a criticism. That's just the fact that he only allowed one sack, only one penalty. That's great. I think people, including us, obviously, would have anticipated the opposite. And so just imagine if you had Jonah Williams, if you had Alex Kappa, if you had Lyle Collins. I mean, just imagine how many more rushing yards bro could have had, how many more rushing yards Mixon could have had. Not they didn't have a lot. They did great. But just imagine how much more explosive well, I, this could have been. I disagree with you um, because I think you kind of maxed out what you could get out of Burrow and out of Mixon. Like, I mean, Mixon, 20 carries, 105 yards, and a touchdown. Like, I don't know how much better you're going to get there with There were with one Jonah. or two runs I, in the first half where I thought Mixon was gone. It was like one or two runs. I'd have to go back and watch the film. But I, that's yeah. an extra you know, 20, 40 yards right there. I just don't know how much, how much better that could have gotten today, which, I mean, I – I mean, you said, like, shame on us for saying that. I don't know if it's shame on us necessarily, because it, if it is, then it would be shame on everybody. Sure, um, I, shame I just, on everybody, I just really I think it's congratulations <laughs> to that offensive line. Yeah. Um, you know, because I think, you know, what happens a lot is when an offensive line is terrible, um, you know, kind of like you saw last year in the divisional round where Joe Burrow gets sacked nine times. Again, not all of them. Uh, specifically the offensive line, but yeah, exactly. they always are the qu- the first ones to draw the blame. Sure. Um, so I think today they need to be, you know, if not first, they need to be really high on the list to draw the credit because, I mean, they did a really, really nice job today. And, I mean, yeah, Joe Burrow, 23 or 36 for 242 yards. That doesn't happen if the offensive line isn't playing as well as they did. Well, it helps that the play calling was so good. The yeah. offense was so effective on early downs. I mean, they really weren't. Um, in a passing situation, you know, obvious passing down at all. I mean, they went down the field to start the game in six plays, uh, had four first downs, um, you know, second and four, second and three were the uh, worst it got. Same thing um, on the the second drive. I mean, the longest third down was third and seven, which they ended up converting. Yeah. Um, So they just were playing and, um, you know, they were on schedule, as as Zach Taylor likes to say. Um, So they called the game to their sort of – you know, to, to make it easier on the line. And running the ball, um, I think, helped mix it up um, and allowed it, you know, not, there wasn't many pressure situations. You know, obviously the sound, um, it was uh, the crowd noise was loud. They dealt with that. But, yeah. um, you know, there really wasn't a moment. Um, you know, they were up 14 nothing, and then, you know, never was a moment after that where, um, like I said, Buffalo had the sort of pressure on. And I think, you know, to that point, not only was – the pressure on them, like like Andrew said, they played kind of conservative. They didn't just play conservative. Like I think they played a little bit scared. They played a little scared because I mean I get it. You trust Josh Allen to make those magical plays, but like those never really happened. He he really didn't do anything fancy today. Like every time, I mean I'll give him credit. He avoided a lot of sacks. Like, he should have been sacked at least five times today. So I'll give him that. But what did he do beyond that? Throw it out of bounds. Miss Stephon Diggs. Well, I Maybe mean, I get one or two yards. I, was, I mean. That one drive where he had where he had a hand on him every time and made one handed throws off balance, uh, made a lot of completions. I, yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm on Mike's side. Yeah, but like how how much though? I mean, they they only scored ten points. Like how much of that was? I mean, two hundred sixty two yards. I mean, I know sure. it didn't lead to points, but I mean, as far as Allen goes, I mean, I don't necessarily think that. I mean, he had the one ball down the sideline that was knocked out. That should have been a catch. Uh, you know, the, the, the one, are you talking the Gabe Dave throw? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that was no, great. Yeah, I mean, great play throw. by Cam Taylor Britt. Like, absolutely. Catch. But and I'll get to Cam Taylor Britt in a second. But, you know, they didn't yeah. have the ball. They ran seven plays in the first quarter. I mean, it's 
you know, it's not all on Josh Allen. He had one interception. It's not. No, no, it's not game. all on him. The game was Absolutely. well in hand. Um, you know, I didn't think this was sort of his fault. I mean, it falls on the defensive shoulders that they couldn't. Uh, you know, they looked like they were a mess those first two drives, and then after that, really couldn't get off the field. In the, you know, on third downs consistently, and that was where the game was decided. Um, they're playing catch up, and just I, I don't think that's where they had it in them. And it just felt like the last four weeks, as opposed to sort of galvanizing them. Uh, with the DeMar Hamlin situation, it felt like they just, I don't know, emotionally drained would, would look like a team that was, was, yeah, I don't was know. a little tired. Well, which is like a team that was sort of out of sorts a little bit. I, I, I don't know. scared. I don't know about that. I just think that they just didn't feel like they had the energy. that They, they matched the Bengals' energy, especially to come out at the start. Yeah, I mean, that's. I, I think that that's yeah. – I don't know because, like, I, I can't – It's impossible to measure. It, right. My, my point is, in the first quarter, it was clear one team had the energy and one team which, was which I, Oh, which absolutely. You, you have to give the Bengals a ton of credit because, like, if you would have said which team's going to have the energy coming the out, you would have said Buffalo. Would you have, taken, would you have taken the ball? No, I, I no, I think they did the correct thing yeah. by going on defense because I agree. Again, you mentioned the energy there, like this, like this is one of the tougher places to play in the league. Absolutely, it's snowing. It's very, very loud. But you've seen it's very, what very the cold. Bengals have done getting ahead, right? Out of the right. Game. So would you take the ball just to interrupt that? I, I, and, I, no, and if you score, no, because I wouldn't. No, because I think the risk. I think the risk. I think the risk reward. I think the risk is greater than the reward yeah. there because because it, well, if you decision, get if you right? get if you get stopped, then all of a sudden the Bengals have the ball and you're giving them kind of the chance to do that back to back. I know what the downside is, but I'm saying given what the Bengals right, but the Bengals body of work, I think outweighs the. Uh, I mean, you know, obviously you don't get the two for one at the end of the half. Right. Um, but that's I, that's the scary part. But you weren't me. able to. I mean, they didn't. I mean, I know the results. You, you know, you can't cherry pick. But I mean, they weren't able to take advantage of it anyway. I, I'd, um, ra- I'd rather have the ball coming out of the second half, no matter what happens, because you know, let's say the first half doesn't go your way, you pick right back up, and you know, like I said, they had the ball coming out of the second half, and you know, they they cut it within one score. So in that sense, they were right. Like they cut it to a score, and they kind of had that momentum coming back until the Bengals' defense stopped them. But I wasn't trying to say all of it's on Josh Allen's fault. I really do think a lot of it is on the play calling, and I think that's a lot of it goes on, you know, Sean McDermott and the other play callers. But no, I'm just saying with Allen, look, he made the one-handed throws. He avoided, like, again, I think he should have been sacked five or six times. If I was any other quarterback, the Bengals' defense would be getting, like, even ten times the praise they're getting now. But it's just even when he made those throws, there were so many times where, like, he just ran into a brick wall. Like, okay, he didn't get a sack, but, like, he got two, three yards. He kind of got pushed out of bounds. Like, there were just times where it seemed like instead of trying to, like, break a tackle against Jesse Bates, he would just kind of run out of bounds. Like, normally I've seen Josh Allen just bulldoze his way like a tight end. Like, Luana Rimmel described him as a tight end. I'm just like, you know, why is he going out of bounds? Like, I mean, I'm not in that situation. I can't fully speak for him, but it just kind of doesn't look like – the Josh Allen that I saw the first six weeks of the year. And maybe that goes back to, again, the injury, the elbow. Because there was a point where on their, like, I think second to last drive, like, you know, he went back into the tent for, like, a minute and came out. So clearly he had some pain he was dealing with. And um, we don't know exactly what it was because we weren't, like, talking to him. But, again, I, I just think that, you know, it's not all on him. But if you're talking about what Allen did wrong – I just think that he wasn't like the tight end bulldozer we've seen him as. But to go back to the Bengals' defense, like we mentioned Cam Taylor-Britt, he is not a rookie anymore. He is not a rookie. I mean, first of all, congrats to him. He has his first pick of his career. And, I mean, it came in garbage time, but a pick is a pick. And the only other Bengals cornerback to get an interception this year was Trey Flowers, who didn't even play in this game. And speaking of which, Dax Hill, you know, he had some big pass breakups on Dawson Knox because they primarily put him as that – 
slot corner guarding Dawson Knox, which is what Trey Flowers usually does on tight ends. I think he did a pretty good job today. I know Knox had like 52 yards receiving, but the times that he defended him looked really good. And it's, it's quite the rebound from a game where Hill had three penalties, uh, mostly on special teams, but looked a lot cleaner today. But, man, Cam Taylor Britt. I mean, you know, to be inserted in this situation where Chidobia Wuzier tears his ACL on Monday Night Football, and we were saying what in Cleveland, Andrew, DEFCON, level 3, 5, we were talking about how just worried the Bengals secondary should be. There's really nothing to worry about when you got Cam Taylor Britt, Eli Apple, you know, he had a big pass breakup on fourth down where, like you said, the Bills should kick the field goal, but they went for it and it didn't work because of Eli Apple. Uh, plays like that, man, just shows you that secondary. They brought their stuff. They really did. Yeah, I mean, since that you mentioned kind of that Cleveland game, like it's it's kind of crazy to think about now because, you know, Cam Taylor Britt mentioned this when I was talking to him in the locker room. He he, he mentioned, you know, it's it's kind of crazy that we, I mean, at least the Bengals feel they've been kind of disrespected throughout this whole process, whether it was, you know, the coin toss thing, the neutral site thing, the you know, by the way, the the <laughs> refund thing, like I, the refund thing, like I I've been saying this all week. Michael Jordan literally created uh, something that somebody said out of thin air to motivate himself. Like, every year that the Patriots would go back to the Super Bowl, they would say, nobody believes in us anymore. They're saying we're done. Nobody ever said that. So you got to find ways to motivate yourself, and this team did it. So the refund thing, I get it. Like, Max Sharping kind of had a funny line where, uh, you know, I asked him, you know, is, hey, is there, you know, is there motivation here for you guys? Like, it seemed like it. And he goes, well, we talked about it during the week, but, like, I get it. They sell tickets before every game. So, I mean, this team is really motivated, and I thought Cam brought up an interesting point when he was talking about that. He was like, since that, you know, since the Cowboys lost, uh, which they lost, like they lost uh, their first two weeks on a walk-off field goal, um, then you go to, you win two in a row, you go to Baltimore, you lose on a walk-off field goal, so you have three walk-off losses in the first five weeks. Uh, you get your butts kicked against the Browns on Monday Night Football. But since that week two loss, they've lost twice. Like, they've won, what is it now? So they won eight in a row to end mm-hmm. the regular season, and they've won two playoff games so now. They've won 10 straight. They've won 10 straight that, games. Breaking their own record um, they set last week. Yeah, they, they're, like, they're, they're winners at 10 straight right now. Like, I mean, this is the hottest team in football. And 49ers would like a word. Uh, have they won? They've won how many? Nine or they They've won one more. They've won. So if they win tonight, they'll have won. Well, yeah. So what is that? Actually, we'll have to look up that, what that yeah, score is. We're taping uh, but yeah, the, right but anyway, that's what. So oh, they're the hottest team in the AFC. There you go. Um, yeah, yeah. Thanks for the correction. Mike. The 49ers Appreciate are winning nine to six uh, at halftime. Oh, wow. so um, they but they are the hottest team. In the they are the hottest team in the NFL. So excuse me, well, but yeah, the Bengals are the hottest team. The Bengals are the hottest team in the AFC, at least record-wise. So, I mean, like. It's kind of crazy because you think about where we were, like Muhammad said, the conversations we were having, and now they're one went away from the Super Bowl. It's it's pretty pretty nuts. I mean, we were wondering, like, the concern wasn't, are they going to win a division? The concern was, are they going to get into the playoffs? Like, we were asking these questions because Jamar Chase was hurt, Jadobia Wuzier, we pretty much kind of had a feeling his season was going to be over, and then sadly for him it was. Drew Sample was already on IR, so aside from Hayden Hurst, you know, you have to rely more on Mitch Wilcox, which, by the way, he had some great blocks today, Wilcox did, and I'd like to see the PFF grades, but, I mean, there's a reason why he gets so much praise from the coaching staff is because, you know, since Drew Sample went down and when Hayden Hurst was hurt for three games, they relied on him a lot, and he's done as expected. Um, but to kind of just, you know, look at the Bengals' offense again, you know, like Joe Burrow looks – this is every game, obviously, but as much as he made this sound like it was just a regular game, regular performance, which goes back to, I think – a mixture of his humility and his confidence, which people mistake for cockiness, but it's really confidence. I mean, 
like again, the snow is coming down. It's cold. And Andrew said it. This is one of the toughest places to play in the National Football League. I don't care how many stadiums you've been to. Like, I could see why this is a tough place to play with the weather, the acoustics. I mean, and this is kind of – You might be playing in a tougher one next week, but and we'll so get that's to the, that. But, but that's the thing, though. He's played in a tougher place, which is Arrowhead Stadium. He was there at this time, around this time last year for the AFC Championship. So Joe Burrow, exactly one year removed from that comeback win in overtime – is going back to Arrowhead. He said himself, word for word, it's the toughest place he's played. But when you've already played in Arrowhead, you play in Highmark Stadium. In college, he plays in Death Valley in Baton Rouge. He plays at Gillette Stadium in December. I mean, is there really any stage that's too big for Joe Burrow? I mean, the answer is obviously yes, but can, when you really think about it, just how amazing is it to see just how confident he is this early in his career playing in these kinds of venues like it's just nothing to him? In some ways, it's just, I don't know, it's, it's kind of crazy to comprehend. I, yeah, I mean, he's good. <laughs> yeah, he's good. <laughs> I mean, we all agree I, on I that. I think we need to pile on praise. I mean, you know, he's just, he handles himself with, a, with confidence. I mean, obviously the moment's not too big. I mean, but when I mean, you go back to his high school career, his college career, he said, you know, laid the groundwork for that success. You know, won a, won a championship in college, and those things add up. Um, that you are uh, um, able to handle whatever's thrown your way. And so... Um, I, I think this coaching staff has um, done a good job of unlocking that even further and putting him in a situation where he feels that he has ownership of the offense, ownership of the team. Um, and, and, I mean, it's clear that uh, they go as Joe Burrow goes. I mean, that's what Tyler Boyd always says when you ask him about um, the team's chances. He's uh, we got Joe. And so, I mean, I think that's what you get from uh, the players in the locker room as well is that yeah. they, they, that confidence uh, has given them – uh, the belief that they can, you know, win the Super Bowl again this year, or yeah. get to the Super Bowl again this year, and then, and then win it this year. Yeah, that I mean, Cam Taylor Burke kind of said something similar also in in uh, my conversation with him. Like, you know, he mentioned like we don't have to go out there and do anything extra. We don't have to go out there and do anything crazy. Like, the the defense took the field today with had having not played a snap up seven nothing, and then what, Buffalo went three and out on that first drive. They did. They, they, they so went three and out on went, their first two drives. So they each. went three and out, and then so you play three plays, and then you get the ball back, or the Bills get the ball back, and they're down 14. Like, Josh Allen has run three plays, and he's down by two touchdowns. Like, that, I think that matters for the defense. And, you know, Cam was kind of talking about that. Like, listen, we know our offense is going to score, and we have Joe Burrow. We don't have to, we don't have to do anything crazy. We just got to hold them as best we can, create some turnovers, and we know we're going to be fine because the offense is going to score. So, you know, um, even Joe, yeah. Joe Burrow said, and he said this obviously objectively, like this team is just a lot better than last year. Not that last year wasn't good, but he said the O-line is better. Our running game is better. Our defense is better. And, like, that goes to the point that, you know, I think, you know, we've asked Brian Callahan about this. Zach Taylor's been asked about this repeatedly since, you know, the beginning of the year. Like, is there some kind of feeling of disrespect that, you know, before the season started, a lot of critics and pundits kind of put Buffalo and Kansas City in one category and just kind of forgot about the Bengals, even though Burrow had a great year, even though Jamar Chase was an All-Pros rookie year, even though they got to the Super Bowl, which is as hard as it can get with anything else in football, it showed that that was not a fluke. Even if, for whatever reason, they don't beat Mahomes in Arrowhead next year, the fact they've made it this far cancels out any critics that, oh, it was just one time. You know, people tried to compare it well, to, I don't like... I think that's what I... I think the narrative was that the tiers, they were in a separate tier. That it was the Chiefs and the, the Bills, Bills, one and, and two, and yeah. They were, I don't think anyone I agree said with that Mike. 
this was a fluke team that wasn't going to get back. I just think that because that, of those teams in that tier, that like they weren't right, going to be able to beat that. that. It wasn't that the yeah, it wasn't that the Bengals were like bad. Yeah, I think yeah, they were bad. They weren't going to be able to beat like the Chiefs or the Bills, and they've already beaten them each this year, and they just beat the Bills and right. My the point is, is that they, it wasn't that this team was always expected to be a contender. It was just how, how you know what was their ceiling, and they've obviously. Uh, proven, I think that it's higher than that some expected. Exactly. But I don't think yeah, that I think sort of like looking at this roster and saying that the, you know they were a bad team or didn't deserve to make. Yeah, it. yeah, no, they, no, yeah. No. Nobody really. Yeah, I, I, and that's not even what Burrow was saying. He was saying they've always had a good team, but like they are just that much better this year with just again the running game improving, like we saw today. Having a rookie like Cam Taylor Britt step up, having the offensive line they have, even their backups today, like that's what he was implying that they've always been a good team, but they are that much better that they should be. In that top tier with Buffalo and Kansas City, well, yeah, think, that, that that's where some people I think got it wrong before the beginning of the year. I, they definitely got that wrong. That matters. Uh, I mean, the Bills were the the Super Bowl favorites. I think like the betting favorites going into the I think year. They were, yeah. Um, and then I mean, you when when was that game? Week five, week six. The Bills beat the Chiefs in Kansas City, and everybody kind of said, okay, well, the Bills. I have, it was week six. The Bills have week a six. the Bills because we were in New Orleans, but the you yes, know everybody said you know six. the Bills have a you know kind of a. Uh, an inside track here to the number one seed and to, uh, and, and, you know, to hosting the AFC championship game. And I think that that matters more than, you know, the motivation about, you know, people saying the defense isn't really that good or, you know, people saying Zach Taylor's just kind of a passenger to Jamar and Joe or what really, whatever there was, I think that that mattered more. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I mean, I think that that's like Lou Anarumo came off. Like we're all standing there right outside the he's locker. Like, why are you guys quiet? Uh, he's like, why are you guys? Are we allowed to sw- like? How much are we allowed? Am I allowed to drop an F bomb? I wouldn't. I think so. Ass so he said. <laughs> so he said. Uh, why is every? You know, why are you guys so quiet? Let's f and go. Um, he was pretty pumped I up. Just said, let's go. No, I well, think he, he, I heard him there say There was an F bomb. There was an F bomb. There was a there. lot of F bombs. Um, yeah. So I mean, but I think that that is kind of the the overarching motivating factor for this team today was that um, forget the coin toss stuff. I think that that, you know, very minimally the neutral site stuff. I think that that, you know, the, the refund stuff, I think this was kind of a moment for them to kind of say, okay, you know, we are, we are as good as, you know, we are as good as these other teams. So I I don't know if it was anybody said that this team necessarily couldn't do it again or anything like that. I think, um, it was just about proving that they belong in that tier. Because the Buffalo Bills, again, like the Bills are still a really, really they good are. team. They are. And the Bills are going, like, we're talking about this game, and it's a one-off, and it's obviously, uh, you know, the Bengals are moving on, the Bengals are, or the Bills are going home. But this is a treat. Like, Allen and Mahomes and Burrow are going to be doing this for a very long time yeah, every year man. in the it's playoffs. It's going to be fun to watch. And, I mean, uh, Heck, maybe Trevor Lawrence too. Depending, sure. he looked really good the other night, and he's kind of getting better over the course of his career. Like, we're gonna be here every year. So, it, but I think oh, this yeah. was just about the Bengals kind of proving that they could do it year in and year out. Yeah, I mean, and like, I know a lot of Browns fans are probably thinking, well, what about Deshaun Watson? Like, obviously, he had kind of a weird situation. So, who knows what he does next year? Who knows? Well, let's like, make the playoffs, then we can talk. Sure, about yeah. <laughs> and then, and then Deshaun about, Watson can get brought up. I know, but people are going to say, well, what about Deshaun? Like, because for a long time, he was in that conversation until everything went down with him. But, you know, I think to tie it all up, and since you mentioned Andrew how fitting this is that we were talking about this. I think it was me and you, Andrew, when we were talking on the podcast Thursday. And I said this game is going to be decided by the red zone. I mean, other things decided too, but the, the biggest focal point of emphasis was red zone defense. And we saw that today. I mean, the red zone efficiency just about matched you know, what they had 
Bengals, um, were, Bengals were two of four. Bills were one of three. Yeah, and that, what the Ravens were one of four last week, so it just about matched what you know they did to Baltimore last week. Granted, you know the Ravens had Tyler Huntley, but they still had a good run game that got him up to the red zone. So um, that's going to be huge against Patrick Mahomes, and obviously it's going to be interesting uh, to see kind of what they do with him this week because obviously he literally played on one leg against. Jacksonville, so you know how much they rest him this week. I mean, he's gonna play. He said he's gonna play, but I like to see kind of how Mahomes looks and how the Bengals try to attack that. We'll talk more with Louie and Room about that this week, but you know how we wrap this up, guys. My two favorite words: game balls. Who's gonna get a game ball? Uh, my game ball is going to Lou Anarumo. Um, there you go. You know he did a really, really nice job today. I thought, um, you know, you you kind of look at some of the numbers. The Bills didn't run the ball very well. Their leading rusher was Josh Allen. He had 3.3 yards of carry and a long of six. I mean, their longest rush of the day was eight yards. Uh, they didn't really run the ball very well. Um, Josh Allen put up 265 yards, but like I said, I kind of thought those were empty calories a little bit. Stephon Diggs, he was targeted 10 times. He only had four catches for 35 yards. They really, really took Diggs out of the game, and I think you know that was kind of their 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 focus and their game plan to really just take him away and you know force Josh Allen to feed the ball to Dawson Knox and uh, you know Gabe Davis and things like that. So uh, you know Lou Anarumo did uh, I thought a bang up job, kind of game planning for the Bengals here and putting them in the right spots to play well because. I mean, when you allow 10 points, like there was, I, I forget exactly when, but it was like the fewest points that they've scored since like December of 2020 or something like that. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's really impressive. Since and December of 2020? That's what I thought I saw. But that's like last month. 2020? 2020. Oh, 22. Oh, I thought you said 22. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, let's, let's move along here. Um, but yeah, so uh, December 2020. Uh, so, I mean, that, <laughs> it, it's hard to kind of single out anybody on the defense um, for that. I mean, you could say it's Cam Taylor Britter, you know, Somebody you could kind of give it to a couple different guys, but I think Lou is kind of the overarching figure here, so he gets my game ball. Uh, I'll give it to uh, Ted Karras as a representative of That's the offensive line. Uh, they've sort of taken on his demeanor. Uh, he played through an injury uh, today, uh, banged up his knee. And it seemed like he was a really uh, at the end of the first half was really moving around, kind of tough. Um, he joked that they made it better at halftime, <laughs> so you can kind of guess what that means. Uh, but you know, obviously they all played well. Um, but with the, the, the you know, silent count throughout the game, uh, the weather, he said it was very slippery. He said it was his first snow game. Um, that There's a lot of challenges that presented it. And then they, he, uh, you know, he got, had that group rolling. So um, I'll give it to him. I'm going to give mine to Cam Taylor Britt. I'm going to follow up on that praise I had for him because it wasn't just the interception. It wasn't just the fact that he had six tackles and had to go against Stephon Diggs, one of the game's best receivers, and to handle him the way he did. It's not even just that. It's the fact that this is just one of many examples where he was thrown into the deep fray of the NFL his rookie year unexpectedly, like we said back in Cleveland. Um, he's done nothing but impress. He's learned from his mistakes, which are given being a rookie. But proud of the guy. He deserves the game ball. And we're going to see what he does next week uh, going against Kansas City. And stay tuned with us as this week we're going to set the stage for the AFC Championship, as crazy as it is to let that roll off my tongue, AFC Championship, and the Bengals are just one win away from going back to the Super Bowl. Again, hard to believe, but we've made it this far. Stay tuned with us. We're going to break down everything you need to know about the big game with Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs as they rematch them at Arrowhead. But thank you again for joining us on this post-game pod edition. Once again, for myself, Andrew Gillis, and Mike Nyser, I'm Mohamed Amad. See you later this week.